Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to, to the series of Mind Your Business um, offered by the NJRA, the New Jersey Redevelopment Authority. I am Darrell Godfrey, your Chief Operating Officer. On behalf of our Lieutenant Governor, who is our Chairwoman from the New Jersey Redevelopment Authority and our President and CEO, Leslie A. Anderson, I welcome everyone today. I am just happy, ecstatic to have such a great amount of panelists who bring such amount of great variety experiences today. I know mostly everyone. I don't know Ken, but I'll give Ken a chance to show his glory and what he brings to I'm sure, I'm sure is a, a, a wealth of information. But what we're just trying to do is just help small businesses navigate through the processes and information that's out there. As we all know, we just went through a very trying time and we continue to go through a trying time that is really hurting our small businesses. And what's really hurting them, I think it's um, a number of things under capitalization. But one of the other things that just is important is a lack of information and how they can get information. So the panelists that we have assembled today bring such a wealth of knowledge. And I'm not gonna talk too much. I'm really gonna let this play out where we have a great conversation, but I'm gonna give you a one second spill of who I am and I'll let the panelists give them one second spill of who they are and then we'll jump into the conversation. Once again, I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the New Jersey Redevelopment Authority, Daryl Godfrey. I've been here for seven years. Um, I'm a banker by trade, and so I'm a little conservative in everything I do, but I think that brings value, and it has its value in any place. I'm also, a, a, my wife and I are a small business owners. We have two thriving businesses in the city of Newark, so we understand not from just a, a, a business side, but we understand from a practical side what small businesses are going through. And But that's enough for me. I'm going to start with, um, I'm just so proud of her. She doesn't know she has like a, a private, not stalker, but someone who always follows her. That's our assemblywoman, Angela McKnight. And if you can just give her a couple of brief what you bring to who you are, tell us a little bit, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Assemblywoman Angela V. McKnight. I am the Assemblywoman for the 31st District that covers Bayonne and parts of Jersey City. I'm also a Rising Tide Capital instructor where I um, help entrepreneurs start and grow their business. And I'm also uh, an entrepreneur as well. I have a few businesses here in the state of New Jersey. And it's my pleasure to be on this amazing panel today. Thank you. You're welcome and thanks for joining us today. Ken, how are you? I'm very good, Daryl, how are you? I'm doing well. So you heard my two minute spiel and if you can just tell us a little bit about you and your organization, I'd appreciate it, thank you. Sure, uh, my name is Ken Yoon. I'm head of FP&A Financial Planning Analysis um, at Cross River Bank based in Fort Lee, New Jersey. So you guys might've heard of them. Uh, small but mighty community bank that offers innovative solutions like a technology company to power other financial institutions, um, you know, that are regulatory compliant, consumer friendly uh, and to the needs of many families and businesses that are out there. So I've only started there about six months ago. Uh, prior to that, I've got, you know, 15 plus years of experience in large financial services, mostly in credit card companies like American Express and Synchrony Financial. But this is a you know, broad-based bank and other um, parts of the 
financial services sector, uh, mostly serving small businesses and consumers. So I'm glad to be a part of this panel and thank you for the invitation. Welcome, Ken. Thank you very much. So uh, Dr. Jacqueline Mojejos Parentes, did I mess it up? Did I mess it up? Just a little, but that's all good. Okay, well, I apologize. <laughs> when I saw your name, I said, I'm going to mess this one up by my Trust me, you're not the only one. So we're good. We're good. Thank so, you. Dr. Jacqueline Mejans-Fortes coming to you from the New Jersey Small Business Development Center here at Brookdale Community College, and we cover Monmouth and Ocean County. We're part of a network of the NJSBDC here in the state of New Jersey. And what we do is we are technical support for the Small Business Administration, the SBA, as people know. And what we do is we're here to support entrepreneurs and small business owners and helping them not just start business, but businesses, but help them create businesses that become sustainable here in the state of New Jersey. Our goal is to make sure that we educate you, but also that we counsel you, that we make sure that you're being held accountable for creating that business that's really going to help the economy in the community that you live in. So for us, it's ongoing. We've been around for over 40 years, which is pretty amazing. Our particular center was part of the pilot program that started the SBDCs here in the state of New Jersey. Our headquarters is out of Rutgers University in Newark. So for us, it's ongoing and ongoing. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world as we know we've gone through a pandemic and we are an organization that's truly resilient we work with our partners i'm listening to some that are on the call today and we've worked with some of them we continue to work with all agencies just to make sure that we are delivering the resources that small businesses need in order to move forward for me i am an entrepreneur when i moved to the state of new jersey i want you to know and this was over 28 years ago i actually came to the sbdc to make sure that the business that i started this time around because i've started three two that tanked one that worked and the one that worked was when i came to the sbdc and i receive the resources and the education that I needed to make sure that it was a sustainable business. So that's a little bit about me and entrepreneurship is what I do. Um, that is where my focus is. So I make sure that it works for everyone who's involved when it comes to entrepreneurship. And that's what we are in the state of New Jersey, a bunch of entrepreneurs. <laughs> Very true, doctor. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I can remember my days in Pace, Manhattan Bank, and um, we came into Newark and we went right to the SBDCs because we loved our hands-on approach to getting things done. So, but last but not least, this is a colleague of mine. We've known each other, oof, I'm gonna say for 20 years. I'll say it like that, McDellis. I'm gonna date myself, but I know you never age. So we're gonna welcome aboard McDellis Perez. Thank you. Everybody, my name is Magdalis Perez. I'm a CPA, I've been a CPA for about three years, but I have been working with the small business community in Newark in the Essex County area for about 15 years, over 15 years now. As a matter of fact, that's how I met Daryl. Uh, I am passionate about entrepreneurial. I'm passionate about um, small business because it's, it's really a heavily passionate community. Um, I have been working with different uh, industries uh, with Floyd D. Townsend and Associates in uh, a CPA firm in Newark. 
I am happy to be part of this great panel and I know that we're going to discuss really, really amazing things today. Thank you, Magdalis. Um, As I said, I've known Magdalis for a while. She is a um, tremendous accountant, CPA, but also someone who's very sensitive to the small businesses in our marketplace. That, that, that's key for the small businesses. I mean, they know how to put a, you know, a little wagon together. They know how to serve food. But a lot of them don't really understand it. It takes a little bit more than that. So let's start the conversation with just a nice conversation. And one of the questions that's always you know, important to me is understanding the business financials and the financial statements. How important is that to the entrepreneur or the small business? And anyone can answer it. Can I go? <laughs> one of the things that I know I raised my hand, the professor in me, right? Raise your hand. <laughs> but no, one of the things that I always tell our clients and my students is your the funds, the capital that you have will always dictate what you can and cannot do. You know, if you don't have the capital to grow your business, your business is not going to grow. If you're not paying attention to the funds in your business, your business is not going to grow. And it's important to look at your financials. Where do you stand? And I mean, I have colleagues on this call who will agree with me. Understanding your financials and having a good hold as to what's going on financially in your business. And I always say, business, organization, it doesn't matter. If you do not understand what's going on in your business, you will definitely have a problem. And I know that our CPA who's on the call, and I don't want to butcher your name because I know how hard it is to butcher mine, but I mean, she could tell you more about the financial statements and where some of us may not be keen on understanding them. I cannot stress enough as a consultant, as a counselor, the importance behind understanding the crucialness of all those financial statements. And I'll let my colleagues get into that even more. Yeah, I think what I would add, Daryl, is, um, you know, I don't want to steal all the thunder from our CPA. I'm also a CPA myself, but, uh, you know, she talks about the financial health of your business, and it can be, you know, three types of financial statements, right? You got the income statement, which gives you your income and expenses on a accrual accounting basis, but then also cash flow statement, right? How's your cash position? I think for small businesses, you're maniacally focused on your cash flow. Right. I mean, you've got employees in your company that you need to do payrolls every couple of weeks, every month. So you're always mindful of your cash needs and then your balance sheet, which gives you the financial health of your uh, assets and liabilities. And, you know, doctor talked about the capital you need and it gives you a lot of information about your company and your business, uh, where it stands, where it's headed. A lot of trend analysis kind of come out of the financial system as you look back a couple of years um, and you know, it gives you ability to make decisions on long-term, short-term investments. What do you do with the extra cash? What do you do with the extra capital? So it's critical that it, it gives you information, not just for managing the business, but also for, you know, banks and other shareholders who need that to also get informed about the businesses. So I'll let other colleagues chime in as well. So from my experience, I'm really going to speak a lot about, you know, what I've seen with the small business owners, entrepreneurs over 15 years. 
back to basics, right? The very first thing is to understand the financial statements and accounting is very important, is vital for your business. And I say this because a lot of business owners don't really understand this. They don't, or they don't know how really important really it really, really is. And um, I, many of you have heard that accounting is the language of business. And that is truly the fact. If you want to know and grow and understand your business, you need to know the financials and, and understand. And uh, the second thing, the second important thing you got to know, you got to establish early on in your business, the who, the how, and the when. The who is who's going to do your bucks and where are you bookkeeping and is not you the how is what system and technology you're going to use to get your books and your accounting together and when when are you going to establish time to review your financial statements um, it should be done at least once a month every month but um, quarterly is fine and depending on the size of your business an annual review is definitely okay um, but the very first thing is to understand how important financial statements are for your business and i just want to i, I want to add a simple equation that all entrepreneurs should have whether you are a cpa or a non-cpa this equation I use this because I am an instructor with Rising Tide Capital and we teach our entrepreneurs this equation. And the equation is sales minus variable expenses equals gross profit minus fixed expenses equals net profit plus or minus. That is a simple equation. And when you look at that and when you see all of your variable expenses and all of your fixed expenses, when you go through your expenses and your um, revenue each and every month, because I will say you should do this each and every month, you will pick out trends on how much you're spending for marketing, how much you're spending for materials for your product or service that you are you know, selling. And it will also allow you to work hand in hand with your CPA, with your financial advisor, because you know that simple equation and you know the wealth of your business, whether it's in the negative or the positive, and then you will be able to make some sound decisions on moving your business forward. Excellent, Assemblyman, excellent. And uh, on that note, I mean, um, what I always tell small businesses, I keep it kind of really simple because I was always taught that way. Just look at your bank statement. I mean, uh, you'd be surprised how many small businesses they don't even understand what's coming in and out, the inflows and the outflows of the business. That simple thing can really keep you abreast of how well your business is doing or not doing. And you'd be surprised how many small businesses don't do that simple thing. But let's talk, let's talk about the grand picture. You know, is a business plan necessary? I'll throw that out there. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Yes, a business plan is so necessary because it's the framework of your business. It will allow you to remain focused on your goals, 
on your why, and you can always change up your business plan, but you just can't be starting a business and not even have a framework on what you're doing. So a business plan is crucial. If you don't know how to do one, we will definitely be talking about how you can do one and where you can go to, to, to get one. But a business plan is a framework which allows you to be focused so that you can continuously move your business forward. Without a framework, you can't build you can't build a house. So without the framework, you cannot build a business. Essentially, like I'm giving you 100 percent It's 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 so crucial. A business plan is really a map of the business. I mean, it's it's really gives you a concise what's going on. I think you should do a, update your business plan every month because business has changed so much. And your business needs to be reflective. But I know someone who spends a ton of time with this is, is Dr. Dr. I'm going to mess this up. Dr. You can go Dr. J. Here we go. There you go. Dr. J. Keep it simple. <laughs> As my staff calls me, Dr. J. So my thing is that, yes, I have to tell you, when I actually took the time to put a business plan together, which was my the last business that I engaged in, it was my most successful business. However, what I learned from that was that I actually should have done a feasibility study first before I jumped into my business plan, which a feasibility study is really like the pre-business plan just to find out was the business venture worth going into or not. Had I done that, the first two business ventures, I would not have even gone the two years that I invested in, that was four years wasted because I went somewhere that I shouldn't have. But the business plan, absolutely. The stuff that you get out of your business plan, it's your roadmap. No matter how you look at it, it's like you're taking a trip. You want to know how much is this trip going to cost me? How much time am I going to take to get there? It is all there. And the best of it all is that once you get somewhere, you need more funding to keep on going. It's there. It's a living document. As Angela said before, you're going to change it. It doesn't mean it's going to stay the same. I don't believe in changing it on a month-to-month -month basis because when you're running a business, I know I couldn't do it because I had so many fires going on at the same time. However, on a quarterly basis, I was reanalyzing and saying, okay, this didn't work, this worked, I adjusted accordingly. That's why I called it a living plan. And that's what you want to do with your business plan. You want to create a document. It's a solid document. So the moment you need to apply for capital, you pull it out. You know what you have to change. You're going to move forward with it. You know how many people come to us? They've been in business for a few years. They've gone to a lender and they're like, they want me to create a business plan. And I'm like, it was so. it's easier to do it at the beginning than when you're already in there. And then you're trying to figure out, Okay, what is it that I'm doing? How is it that I got there? What is it that I want to change? Why am I creating this new product? So starting with a business plan and even taking a step a little before that, the feasibility plan, to me, it's just the stepping stone. And everything that you get in your feasibility plan, I have to tell you, you're going to use it in your business plan. For So for some people, they hear feasibility. What the heck is that? And I'm like, is the pre to the business plan and it works in spades because everything that you use in your feasibility plan, all it's doing is helping you tweak your plan. It's helping you come up with 
opportunities that you may not have seen that now you're going to throw into your business plan and it's going to help you move forward. But is a business plan necessary? I hear a lot of people say, I never used a business plan. And my eyes open up, but as I'm listening to them, I'm like, you have a plan. It may not be a formal plan, but you wrote a plan down. Let's talk about your financials. You have them done as a plan. Let's talk about your marketing. You have it done as a plan. Who's, who's on your marketing team? They have everybody listed. That's your management team. That's part of your plan. Well, lo and behold, you have a business plan. You just never saw it that way because you refuse in your head to see it as a business plan. But when you put all those mini plans together, what do you have? A business plan. So I'm with Angela. Absolutely. You need a business plan. I live from experience. Talk to my students when they hear me talk about a business plan. They go, there goes her passion. Talk about a business plan. Oh, oh I, I, that, that, that passion resonates with me so well. I appreciate that, Dr. Ken, I'm sure someone as a CPA, what I really like about your experiences in the credit card business, because how that, you know, people tend to, when they have a business plan, they put it all together but they overutilize their credit card primarily because they can't get the capital to start their business. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the more from a corporate perspective, although cross server is a 500 employee plus currently. So it's a little bigger than a small business you say, but the core function that I'm in financial planning analysis is all about business plan for us. You know, we go through an annual budgeting cycle. We're, just kicking that off for 2022 already. So it gives you a three-year roadmap. And you guys use the analogy of a roadmap. But if I may add another analogy, it might be your GPS while you're driving, right? So it gives you a course to get there. But along the way, you may have traffic. You may have accidents. You might get rerouted. So there's, you know, it gives you a roadmap to measure your performance, how you're tracking, what are the risks and opportunities as you move your business along the way. Um, you know, as a small business in the beginning, you might not be profitable, right? So how long does it take to get to the profitability? When, when are you scaling your business to get to that level? It gives you that roadmap. And I think the cadence of how often you update is more important than the frequency. I think, you know, depending on the availability of time and the resources, you know, we were trying to get to a quarterly cadence here to update the budget outlook uh, for the current year and kind of do a rolling forecast. But it really gives you a roadmap, and I think it's critical to know where you're headed. If not, then you're just in the weeds and just could be spinning your wheels and not sure, you know, how the numbers are making sense. But I do agree with everybody that business plan is critical to running a business, growing a business, and taking it to where you want it to go. So, well, well thanks for that, Ken. I'm going to throw a ball towards um, the assembly women, particularly because I know all the great work that her organization has done Rising Tide. I was familiar with Rising Tide years ago when they first came into when they were looking for their first space in Jersey City. But they do such phenomenal work with what I keep, what I call the core small businesses in America. I mean, we talk, it's funny when you hear on TV, they talk about small business, but they're really talking about firms with 500 employees. That's not small to me. <laughs> It's, it's your mom and pop when you go throughout the corridors or Jersey City, Newark Avenue. When you go into Newark, you go Bergen Street, you know, 
you know, when you go into Westfield, you on Main Street. And those are the, the, the communities that employ most of the people. But those are the communities that need, you know, the small businesses need the, the, the biggest amount of help. How does that, how does Rising Tide deal with the small businesses? And what type of services that Rising Tide? And I also, when you know, the Assemblywoman can finish it, I need the Dr. J to talk about some of the small business services that they provide too. So Rising Tide Capital, I am an alumni of Rising Tide Capital. I graduated um, from them in 2011 and I became an instructor in 2014. And let me tell you, I tell people, if you are new to business or if you are an existing business, you should definitely reach out to Rising Tide Capital. There's a 12-week training program for entrepreneurs to help them grow and start their business. We hold their hands. We have um, simulations that they go through. We support them. And also we build a network with with the entrepreneurs. Because being an entrepreneur, if you're home and you're talking to your mate or you're talking to a loved one, sometimes they don't understand the frustration that you're going through trying to start and grow your business. But when you join the Rising Tide family, and I tell everybody, once you join their family, you are always a part of their family. They actually help you, help entrepreneurs start their business. And by the time they are done with the program, they have a business plan. They have their financials. They have their marketing plan. It's amazing. So I, I love being a, a I love being a uh, an instructor and as a twelve week course. And you definitely put an investment in yourself. And I tell people if you are an entrepreneur and you want to start a business, you have to be able to invest in your business. And we have a plethora of people who support the program so that the entrepreneurs don't have to pay the entire fee. But I tell you, it's amazing because we hold their hands. And once you graduate, then you can go on and be coach. You can have a 90, you can have a coach for 90 days that will help you with a program or with a project. And then even after that, you can continuously have a coach and they have educational programs where you are going, you get education and you can travel with Rising Tide Capital and talk about your product. You get access to capital so that you can, you know, apply for capital. It's amazing. And I love this program and I encourage all entrepreneurs look up Rising Tide Capital and get involved. And since the Corona, you know, has happened, we pivot to do the program um, via virtually and it's a success. So we're able to reach more entrepreneurs throughout the United States. So that's my spill with Rising Tide Capital. Again, definitely reach out. And if whether you are an entrepreneur starting or an existing entrepreneur, because this support would definitely help you start and or grow your business. Thank you. Dr. J, tell me how your organization, some of the services that you provide that are real crucial and it's very, you know, tying time that we have Sure. Well, for us, part of it is education. For us, it's twofold. It's important to make sure that anyone who's looking to start a business or grow their business, it's about education. So similar to Rising Tide, for us, we have an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial certificate program as well, digital uh, 
uh, certificate program. We have different programs. It's all about making sure that your business will thrive. We do that via different modes of delivery in terms of education, whether in person, whether virtual, remote, on demand. Uh, in addition to that, we're known for our no-cost confidential counseling. And it's not that you only have it for a set amount of time. Our counseling, it's at no cost all the time. There's, we do not charge ever for our counseling services. Because we are funded in part by the Small Business Administration, that's part of our agreement with the federal government. They help fund us. We are also funded in part by the state of New Jersey as well. So, and then our host institution, because you will find that New Jersey SBDCs are hosted by universities as well as community colleges. So our goal really is to help our communities. So that's why you'll find us. We cover all 21 counties and we're here to assist that individual. You have a business idea. It's really for us to sit with you and flush out that idea. We want to make sure that if you're going to invest any capital, that it's worth investing. If you have a business and you're looking to grow, that we want to make sure you're at that right place where you can grow. You need to secure some financing. Well, let's look at your books. Are you ready to take that leap and to grow? That when you go see that lending institution, whether it's a commercial lender, whether it's a CDFI, that you're putting your best foot forward, that your books show that you are the candidate that they're looking for so they can lend you money. So our goal really is to focus on the individual and it's based on what you need. Every client that we have, we work with you so you could gain that competitive edge. It's on the individual basis. It's not a one shoe, you know, it's not a one fit all kind of thing. We really sit with the individual and we work with you. I love what um, the Assemblywoman Angela said because it is about the cohort model. We do have cohorts. I mean, we've worked, um, especially during the pandemic, we developed uh, bilingual programs and we put them together as cohorts. And these cohorts have done some phenomenal things. You know, the businesses that they've created, the environment that they've created, and how we're moving them through a process all together. They're supporting each other. We're supporting them as a community, and it's really working. So for us, as the New Jersey Small Business Development Center, we're making sure that anyone who wants to start a business, it doesn't matter who you are, we're here to support you. We're here to make sure that you have a connection to those resources. We work a great deal with our different partners. You know, we're here with NJRA. We work with NJEDA. It doesn't matter who it is, whether on the federal level, state level, on our local level. We work with our EDAs on the local level. We want to make sure that the small business community knows that they can reach out to us. And whether we have that resource or not, that we can make the connection for them because we would love to say with it and all for everyone, but we're not, but we definitely have the connection. You know, I, I consider myself a social butterfly. So yes, I connect with everyone because if I don't have the resource for my client, I want to make sure that I hand them over to someone else that I've developed a relationship with and that they're going to help our clients. So the beauty of the NJSBDC statewide is that we are a tremendous infrastructure because of all the connections that we have. We have tremendous resources as a network, but then with all our external partners, our resources are 
over the top. So we make sure that if we don't have what the small business community needs, we're going to find it for them. So those are, you know, what we bring to the table. And I'm proud to be part of this amazing organization because of Thank what you. we do and the changes that we make in people's lives. Thank you, Thank Dr. You. Ken, I mean, um, Cross River Bank is, um, you know, you know, one of the great small business, I can say, you know, banking institutions in the state of New Jersey. Tell me a little bit about the services that you guys provide. Yeah, we, we do help um, small businesses in multiple ways. We've got small business uh, loans that we work with SBAs on. We have commercial real estate loan business, lending business we have. Um, I think the one thing that put Cross River a little bit on the map was with the PPP, you know, payroll protection plan for the last couple of years, the last year and a half or so. Um, you know, we were you know small like that community by Mighty Bank that um, you know was able to touch I think more than half a million small businesses uh, through PPP um, loans. And th the key for us was partnering with a lot of using our technology to partner with other fintech players to reach small businesses that would not have gotten through this loan through banks like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, large banks. We were able because they were issuing loans to their existing customers. We wanted to reach out to customers that were not reachable through traditional means, and we were able to do that. And our loan sizes were typically smaller, in the $20,000 range with the PPP loans. So that's been a huge uh, booster for us to help small businesses and do the outreach. So we're really proud of what we're able to do. You know, I think it was 100, 150 people dedicated to this program, you know, 24-7 to really get this off the running with our technology compared to, I've heard, you know, numbers in the thousands of people being employed in some of the big banks to do a lot of the loan underwriting checking manually. We're able to leverage our technology to automate a lot of the pieces. So um, we're here to help the community, the local communities in New Jersey, uh, proud to be in Fort Lee. And, um, you know, it's been, a, we help small businesses with their needs and able to get lending and financing that are critical for their growth. Thanks, you Ken. Thank you very much about that. That's good information, particularly when you talk about the PPP. McDellis, I talk a lot about businesses not being well capitalized. As uh, Dr. J can tell you and Angela and so could uh, Ken, it's so important for a business to be well capitalized. We just are going through this you know, horrific pandemic and we still have that concern. What, what would you say about being well capitalized and how do you manage that in these trying times? I know that's a loaded question, too. <laughs> it's very much. Um, you know, thank God that we had the the help from the PPP programs and banks such as Cross River, the loans and the grants that we had through um, uh, the uh, NJRA and the different New Jersey organizations and the grants. Um, it was definitely um, helpful. I, I've seen businesses, like I really have clients that really were able to survive because of that. And thankfully, right after, well, we're not out of the pandemic, but they were able to pivot and uh, businesses were able to um you know, stay afloat. Um, uh, now with the, uh, 
you know, it's still important. It's still important to be able to get that capital. And it comes back to the very first question that we we answered at the beginning of the, you know, the recording is the financials. It's like the financials will tell you how much capital you're going to need, when you're going to need it, and where you're going to get it from, you know, if you don't know, you can't go to the bank today if you don't have your financials. You really can't. They're not going to be able to help you. Um, a lot of business owners were missed out because on the PPP or on the um, uh, the the loan from the SBA because they didn't have their numbers together. And that is very unfortunate situation, um, regardless of how long the government might have given us to to apply. They were just not able, the smaller businesses were not able to take advantage of that because they just didn't have the financials in place. And uh, we cannot stress any more how important it is to have your financial papers in order. So a lot of them were also uh, left out because they didn't have their tax situation in order. You know, that goes tied to the, your numbers. If you don't have your numbers, you can't you can get a loan, but you also can't get your taxes done. You know, if you can't get your taxes done, you know, the same government that's trying to give you money is going to make it really tough, you know, to help you. So um, aesthetic your financial statements. You really have to do that. Thank you, Miguel. So very busy. I want to give everyone, I'm going to say, uh, 15 to 30 seconds to give a little infomercial and in how can someone contact you as they listen to this uh, Mind Your Business talk series. I'll start with um, Dr. J. If you don't plan, plan to fail. So make sure you include us in your plan by contacting the NJSBDC at NJSBDC.com. Thank you. Thank you. Assemblywoman McKnight. If you are interested in applying for the Rising Tide Capital, please go online, www.risingtidecapital.org. If you need assistance with um, funding for, from the state, you can reach out to my office, 201-360-2502. And if you're looking for a business coach, you can reach out to me, and that number is 201-892-4119. Thank you, Assemblywoman. Ken. Yeah, I think we have wonderful organizations like the ones in the panel today. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, I would re really recommend you reach out to people. They're, you're not the first one starting a business. There are so many resources that are out there, so many people trying to help you in the communities. I think, you know, Internet has helped us to get information, but there are wonderful people here who can help you. And you know, I want to be a small business owner at some point in my career. So... Um, you know, resources are really out there online, you know, classrooms, et cetera. So I hope people are reaching out and getting help. It's sometimes not easy to ask for help, but help is out there. And I think there's so many resources out there. So good luck. Thank you. And I'm going to speak on behalf of McDellis. McDellis just joined us a couple of months ago. She is uh, just a, a wealth of fresh air that has joined the NJRA. Uh, what I really wanted to leave these um, this 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 uh, session was is uh, 
letting our business now know that how important it is to build relationships, to build relationships with um, with a banker, with a CPA, with a lawyer, with your employees, with your customers. Sometimes some relationships are more important than money. Um, everybody who is uh, on this um you know, in this conversation are great contacts to have and reach out and build relationships. You have no idea how any one of these can help you. Uh, and, and, you know, when you need it the most, it's guaranteed that in business, you're going to have your highs and you're going to have your lows. When you have your lows, these relationships do come through. And that is actually one of the most important things you can do. And definitely, no matter what you do, make your business about people serving people. Thank you. If you want to reach me and McDellis, you really just go to njra.us, njra.us, and we will happily get back to you. But once again, on behalf of our president and CEO, Leslie Anderson, and our chairwoman, um, who was just out there with the um, governor trying to you know, make things happen in New Jersey, we thank you for joining us today.